What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Two Stripes Podcast, the podcast that covers everything happening in the college football landscape. My name is Colton Denning, and I am your host coming to you on January 12th, 2018. It's a Friday. I hope all of you are having a great week, getting ready for your weekend. want to thank you for listening to the show today. Two Stripes Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud.com slash Two Stripes Pod is where you can find the show. And you can also interact with me on Twitter at DubsCo. Before I get into today's show, I want to thank everybody that listened to the last episode and my talk with Travis Miller of HammerAndRails.com about Purdue football. Really insightful onto how that program is moving forward. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go back into the archives and check it out. I think you'll like it. Moving from one black and gold team to another, though, Today's show is about a school that's only 10 minutes away from me, just a short drive from my house, and that is the Colorado Buffaloes. And who better to talk about the Buffs with than the head man in charge, head coach Mike McIntyre. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to speak with Coach Mac for about 10 minutes and get his thoughts on the offseason, how he felt about early signing day, uh, some of the things that him and his coaching staff focus on during the offseason. They just hired Kurt Roper as their quarterback's coach. He and Mac have a lengthy history, so talked a little bit about that. The uh, the Nebraska game, which is back on the schedule, and then a little bit about the identity of the 2018 Colorado Buffaloes. And I think Coach dropped some pretty interesting nuggets about his philosophies and what it's like to be a college football coach and, and be in the off season. And it's a job that never, you never stop. It's 24 seven. It's not just the games on Saturday. It's recruiting, it's conventions. It's, it's everything else that, that goes into it, which makes a successful program. So I think you're going to like this one if you're a buff fan, but also if you're just a college football fan in general, I think you'll enjoy this interview. So let's get right into it. Here's Colorado head football coach, Mike McIntyre. I am thrilled to be joined on the Two Stripes podcast by the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mike McIntyre. Coach, first, thank you for joining the show, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for joining. So you just got back from the American Football Coaches Association convention in Charlotte, and before we start this, I got to ask you, what is your honest opinion of Rick Neuheisel's skill on the guitar? I thought he did well. I've heard him before. Um, I saw him the night before. He was going to going to work on it, and uh, he, he did a really good job. He has good showmanship, and I thought it was, it was a funny song. It was good. Are, are there any songs out there that you would be comfortable with getting up there in front of your fellow colleagues and performing? No, because I can't. I can't uh, carry a tune at all. I even don't. I don't even like. I don't even like to hear myself sing in the shower. <laughs> I sing so bad. Well, what you can do is coach football, and are, are there any ideas that you take away from this conference or try to take away from this conference each year? Yeah, there are. I always uh, you know, hear some speakers, get some ideas there, but I always meet with some different people individually, and we kind of uh, ask them different questions and, and get ideas all from X's and O's onto leadership and developing young people and, and how they handle their, um, you know, their practices. So there's always a couple ideas I come away from that I use uh, for sure. 2018 is going to be your sixth season in Boulder, which is crazy how time flies. And the last time that you and I talked 
was signing day in 2015. And in that interview, you had mentioned wanting an early signing period. And lo and behold, we just passed the first one this year, just last month. You have 20 new Colorado Buffaloes coming onto campus. Now that it's over, what did you think about it? And how did you feel about the process of signing an early class? I personally liked it. I, I I liked it. I thought it was a good deal. I, um, the 20th, I'd like to have it in July, but I don't know if that ever happened. Um, but uh, uh, but I liked the December 20th the signing date, and and I thought we did well with it, and and uh, uh, I thought it was I thought it was good for us. Were, were there any major changes that you noticed for you and your staff about your recruiting strategy? Yeah, we uh, were able, we brought more young men in on official visits during the season. Uh, that type of thing. We um, got a hold of kids a little bit earlier, identified them a little bit quicker, um, all the way across the board. Um, so that was that was critical in us being successful, and it, it helped us land some very good players. You brought in in that class a handful of JUCO players, and there's some coaches that shy away from that, but you haven't. Where does that comfortability come from in signing JUCO players? Well, we felt like we we understand that the junior college realm from being at Santa Fe State and recruiting all through California. So you know, there's like 70 junior colleges in California. We also feel like that gives us that's a niche that we can fit into. Um, being a West Coast school, um, that it gives us the ability being near Texas, being near Arizona, being near California that have a lot of players. We also got a, you know, one out of Mississippi, and of course Kansas is right here. So we're we're pretty close proximity to a few of these, and and it enables us to get some players that we think can play at a top level um, in the Pac-12. You also made some news on the coaching front last week as you hired Kurt Roper to be your quarterback's coach. And you two, of course, worked together at Ole Miss and at Duke. What does he bring to the QB room and to the coaching staff overall? Well, number one, he brings um, great experience um, to our coaching staff room, especially on the offensive side of the ball. He also brings great fundamental work with quarterbacks. You know, he learned everything, cut his teeth with Coach Cutcliffe, and he did Eli Manning, and uh, he had a lot of other guys that are playing in the NFL, and he's just an impressive uh, quarterback coach. And um, I know he'll he'll help our quarterbacks tremendously in the fundamental area um, of our game. Yeah, some of those offenses in uh, from 2008 to 2013 when he was at Duke with Coach Cutcliffe, a lot of fun to watch with the talent that they had in the quarterback play. And, of course, you have a first-year offensive coordinator in Darren Cheverini. How much just outside of that familiarity with Roper is that going to be just to have him be able to bounce ideas out of Roper and for those two to kind of work together and mesh their styles? Yeah, um, you know, Darren was, has been our co-offensive coordinator now he's going to be calling the plays um, and him and Kurt had worked really well there you know um, but also uh, Clayton Adams I promoted him to to co-offensive coordinator he's done such an excellent job with our offensive line and understands our running game I think all of those guys working together um, will be very productive with spring ball still a ways away what do you and your staff devote this portion of the offseason towards uh, we devote this we're still in recruiting mode um, but we also uh, re- re- put it towards developing the players that we have here getting them prepared for spring ball um, that will prepare us for next fall so there's a lot of development um, on that side of it do you have any major themes to this offseason we have some uh, themes that we want to make sure that we, we're getting bigger and stronger you always hear that um, but we also uh, want to get um, you know better execution with our within our offense and our defense so we're you know meet we'll be um, all that we can meet with these young men under all NCAA rules, using every second of that to keep developing um, our knowledge of our of our of our game plans that we'll be putting forth, and, and the knowledge of our offense and defense, and all the 
little minute details that we need to have in place to be able to be successful. Personally, one of the coolest things I think about college football in this era is you look around the country and different coaching staffs and programs all have these different rallying cries. You look at a place like Minnesota, you have P.J. Fleck and Row the Boat, Oregon, famously with Win the Day. And over the last couple of years, there's been a few for CU. Welcome to the fight, which is one a lot of me and my friends really loved. And then uh, Be Uncommon. Are we going to get any new rallying cries for the 2018 season? I think those are both excellent. Um, you know, that's something I work on as I go through um, the winter workouts and kind of watch the development of our team and um, and, and see what where we're headed and uh, usually pick something out of that that um, time. And so there, there might be on the horizon. Uh, we, we, I wanted to ask you about that, because when you when you look at those. Uh, rallying cries or, or mantras, do you think that there's a line that you as coaches have to be cognizant of between something being organic and really fitting the identity of the team? Because you go back and look at the Oregon win in 2016 and you say, welcome to the fight, and you can see in the players' faces that it's something they truly believe in versus just coming up with something on the fly and risking the players not really believing in it? Yeah, you do. That's what I'm saying. I kind of get the heartbeat of our team. And uh, watch the things that they're how they're working, things they're talking about with each other, things that we're trying to get across. And there's usually something that comes up that would fit right in on that. And um, you know, the welcome to the fight I thought fit well for a lot of different reasons. Um, and uh, they'll they'll be something towards that when we get going. Looking at some of the on the field stuff and a player who fit that mantra, who is now headed off towards the NFL, running back Philip Lindsay leaves is one of the most productive players in Colorado history uh, does he sort of embody that ideal player that you would like for the program going forward yeah he, he embodies uh, I think everything you look for in every player uh, you know his effort his passion his work ethic his commitment to the team his unselfishness and his athletic ability and he you know the other thing is he always kept getting better and better and better um, he always kept pushing himself he felt like he never arrived and uh, you know those are there's a lot of intangibles within him that you would like to have in every one of your players. I've always said if we had uh, uh, you know 11 um, Philip Lindsay's on the field, now we need some different sizes of him. But if we have 11 <laughs> Philip Lindsay's with the same passion, the same effort, the same um, caring for his teammates, um, the same type of toughness, uh, we would be extremely hard to beat. Something that CU fans are really looking forward to this season, September 8th, the game against Nebraska in Lincoln. It's the first time that the two programs have played since 2010. Is a guy like Cheverini talking to all the coaches right now, and, and since he's been in that game at the height of it and telling them about just how uh, important this game is and how much it means to not only the players in the program, but to the fans as well? Well, you know, you hear about it all the time, and, uh, you know, all our games are big games. Um, so we're we're not focusing on Nebraska today, but that is something that you hear about quite often, and I know that'll be a big game, um, and, and our our kids will be excited about playing in that game. But we're just focused about our first day of class coming up and and working to get bigger and stronger through winter workouts. Final question for you here, Coach. In your ideal world, what is the identity of the 2018 Colorado Buffaloes? You know that hasn't been formed yet. That's what I'm kind of saying. You kind of form that in winter workouts and spring practice, and you really start seeing where our streaks and weaknesses will be and then that's where we'll really form our identity and so I'm looking forward to seeing how these kids come back and how they work and the camaraderie they have and the effort and, and intensity and so uh, we'll kind of be able to to kind of that's kind of a, a moving target a little bit until we kind of settle in 
on what, how we're, how we're going to utilize the different strengths of this team. Well, it should be a lot of fun to see how the team grows throughout those workouts and then spring ball and as we get closer to the opening game against the CSU Rams. I know I'm excited and, and ready to watch the Buffs play this year and uh, want to wish you luck this season, Coach, and thank you for uh, joining the show and dropping some knowledge about the 2018 Colorado Buffaloes. Thanks, Colton. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Big thank you to Coach McIntyre for joining the show, talking about the Buffs, talking about his offseason mentality, hiring Kurt Roper, and just what they're doing in the offseason. I'm excited to watch the Buffs again in 2018. And they have a hell of a schedule next season. You look at just the road games. They play at Nebraska, which we talked about with Coach, and then at USC and at Washington in back-to-back weeks in mid-October. So a lot of high-profile games for CU in addition to the usual Pac-12 slate. So interested to see if the Buffs can bounce back from going 5-7 and seven last season and how they progress through the offseason building up towards 2018 and those games so excited to see what's next for the Colorado Buffaloes and awesome to hear some of the insight from uh, from coach McIntyre also big thank you to the CU sports information staff for making that interview happen they are so easy to work with and accommodating so big thank you to the people in the department that made that happen they are the best in the country That's going to do it for this episode of the Two Stripes Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed the interview with Coach Mack. And if you're a first-time listener, hope that you come back for the cavalcade of episodes to come this offseason. I don't know if we're going to have another head coach on next week, but we're not going to stop talking about college football throughout the offseason as we head into 2018. So be on the lookout for more podcasts next week. And if you want to listen to any of the previous shows, go on to Apple Podcasts, search the Two Stripes Podcast, or go on to SoundCloud.com slash Two Stripes Pod. Until next time, though, want to thank you all for listening. My name is Colton Denning, and this is the Two Stripes Podcast.